Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> it's me, Hazelberry, with... Oh, I'm here too. I was letting you get that out of your system. <laughs> howdy, howdy, howdy. On a day like today? On, a, on the Lord's Day? Ooh. Absolutely. What was well, that? What happened? I heard a car honk, and then something sounded like paper falling from someplace in my apartment. Not the ghost getting upset. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, hi. I'm Odia. I'm one half of this podcast, but I'm fully a mechanic. You all can't tell me different. Okay, I'm out here restoring headlights, cleaning out sunroofs, like drain clogs. I saw the inside of my car. Like when they popped the hood, I looked at it. And I refilled the windshield wiper fluids. With which hands? These hands. These manicured hands, not a chip in the nail. I do this. I do this. She's about it. Next week I'm gonna be a welder. What now? <laughs> just another thing to add to the list of things you can do. Yes. I, I feel like it's just easier to list off things you can't do. But it's also more embarrassing. So we're just gonna <laughs> I would take the CVS receipts that are my talents. Like <laughs> is it embarrassing or is it, you know, just some fashion it's is it neither. Fashion? it's neither <laughs> it's tacky to be talentless in my opinion <laughs> oh wait no that's not fair two <laughs> i'm gonna let you have that one okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you have that one <laughs> anyway my name is hazel berry i'm one half of this podcast but i'm fully fed with Starbucks. I just had a Starbucks Frappuccino for the first time in a couple months and I was living my life. I said who I was already. I don't know. know. I'm Odia, comma, the scholar, comma, <laughs> mechanic, <laughs> comma, <laughs> hostess, the podcast, comma. <laughs> Wait, it's like hostess with the second mostess? <laughs> just channeling the spirit of detox <laughs> if hazel's number one i'm number two <laughs> we literally cry <laughs> laughing over that dang phrase why would she ever say that it's true <laughs> she's not trying to disqualify herself from the crown saying that she's number one <laughs> what if she said if i'm number one ruse number two escorted off the set <laughs> Anyway, friend, how are you doing? Let's let's move on to the cup date. How are you? How are things? Yes. So I am feeling better knowing that I'm going to be starting my new job tomorrow. So now I don't have to fight for my life to be broke. <laughs> I can, you know, get my bills paid properly and things of that nature. Um, and also it's just a new change. So I, I feel like I, I'm ready. But I'm also, I feel this sense of like newness about everything that I'm like, it's also new to me in a way. Like it's a new job and it's also like, I haven't worked in retail for, I want to say almost four years now. And I, it's been something that's gonna, I don't know. It's been something that um, I haven't been looking forward to going back doing, but <laughs> I I'm coming back into it with a new set of eyes and um, new control over myself and my thoughts and my well-being. So that's going to be interesting to work on. What about you? That's exciting. First of all, I want to congratulate you on your new venture of employment because that's important to you. I know how important it's been to you as well. And people who work in retail don't get enough praise from society because the personalities that need to be dealt with on a regular basis. I'm not saying it's akin to going to war, but I am saying. <laughs> what are you saying? The endurance of a retail worker 
and endurance of an MMA fighter might be comparable. (laughs) (laughs) We we should test it out. But on my end, I've been, other than, you know, of course, putting on my gloves and (laughs) getting in there. Adding another thing to your list, to your CV. You know, cleaning out. I was going to list some random part of the car, but I don't even play that much to know. So (laughs) other than dealing with my car and stuff, I've been doing pretty well. I've met some new people over the course of the past few days, and that's been really nice. I think I didn't forget that I was an extrovert over the past couple of years, but I definitely see my social anxiety and I battle regularly and I know how to surrender. Like I know myself well enough to let the other person win. And the success that my anxiety has had over the past 800 days, uncanny. Okay. She, she's a beast. All right. She wins each and every time. And I sit back and I let her as a queen should. So she's, she's been able to rule my life a little bit more so than usual. So it was nice to kind of like just break out of that odd shell that I've kind of developed. It's not like a shell. It's kind of like my personality was put into saran wrap, several layers of it. Or for those of you who are immigrants, have immigrant families, when they wrap up their suitcases in that plastic, that's how I feel like I've been in the past couple of years dealing with everything at once with this pandemic and the social, emotional, mental toll that it can take on you that usually just goes like, un- not unreported, but we just, we undermine it a little bit, the effects that it's had on who we are and what we think about ourselves. So I'm glad that I'm starting to come out of that a little bit more. Well, I'm glad you are too, you know, socializing in these times after everything we've gone through as a collective can be quite the journey. But I'm glad that you're out here making friends and making memories. Whoa. You said that's a little too close. (laughs) Friends. There's an elaborate application process for friendship, okay? (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Elaborate. (laughs) You need three references. I need to see your resume front and back. So, must be clear. (laughs) I can't. I'm acquaintance collecting, as I like to call it sometimes. Let me just get... I'm, my dog is trying to exit out the chat. Hold on. Give me a second. Oh, don't jump off the thing. I've never met a bigger hater than Momo. <laughs> my dog was about to jump from where the bed is to the ground. And I said, sir, you are way too old to be jumping like you were still a baby. This ain't it. Not the ageism, just rampant. Just rampant, just flying out your mouth with no, with no concern. <laughs> so, so today we will be discussing about um, purpose. What is it? Do we have it? Do we know we have it? And etc. So, oh dear. Present. <laughs> How would you define purpose and? Do you think that it's something that everyone has or? No, I feel like no one has purpose. And let's hear it. Let's 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 hear it. I truly and honestly believe that your you give meaning to your life. Yeah. And. It's like a buffet. You know, everyone has their empty plate. And they fill it with the foods that they want to eat. You don't you don't want to fill it with the foods you don't want to eat. But you also don't want someone else to fill up your plate and tell you what you should eat. And that's kind of how I feel about purpose. I also hate buffets, so I don't know why I went down that route. <laughs> They're suspicious <laughs> in terms of their sanitary habits. I was going to say, I'm like, I think I get you. No, but like, I kind of agree with that sentiment that, um, you know, you make your purpose. I think everyone finds it and classifies it for themselves, or even uh, some people are born into 
whatever purpose that they know they need to fulfill as or whatever by their family or whatever have you or their religion even um so i know that there's a myriad of different ways it can go and everyone's lives is truly different in that regard but um i kind of also attest to the fact that you know sometimes you, you can be great at what you do but that's not what your purpose should be like your purpose is truly something that is open and for you to create and decide um and it can be influenced by what other people have to say but it doesn't have to be the defining marker for what your journey is but there are people out there that i will say that kind of because i know that there's a lot of romanticization who get that and click our previous episode no but um <laughs> there's a lot of romanticization uh when it comes to finding one's purpose i don't know how i feel about that personally what do you make of the romanticization of purpose is it something that's rampant is it something that needs to be addressed or you know what do you what do we talk what do we talk what do we think about it i think that it's something that keeps people busy in the mind when they're constantly trying to search for their p- purpose. Goodness gracious, those are words. But, you know, maybe I'm speaking from an in- inappropriate position because I've always felt, I think I've talked about this before on a different episode, I've always had a very clear idea of what I wanted to do with my life and how I wanted to contribute to my community to society at large. And I've been clear about that. I haven't gone all the way to the point of calling it a purpose or even a calling. It's just things that I think that I excel at or I do well that I also enjoy at the same time and can use it to share with others. And if that's what a purpose is, if that's your definition of a purpose, I still won't say that I have one, but I won't disagree with you if you tell me that that is my purpose. But there are people out there, I would say more people than not, who aren't really clear what their life is supposed to mean or what what they think their life is supposed to mean. And for them, there's a clear, specific thing that they do that feels like a purpose. And, you know, it's funny that you say that, too, because when I think about, for me, if I feel like I have found my purpose or whatever have you, I feel like. I've found fragments of it, but only because there there are things that I'm choosing to believe are mine. But also I think as a whole, um, having a purpose feels like having a North Star, like the North Star that guides you in your life, that leads you where you want to go. Um, that can be something that you can have or not. I mean, I know that there's still a myriad of people out there that may or may not have that and that's fine i think i've talked with you before about how not everybody is supposed to not everybody's supposed to but like not everybody has that distinct feeling that's maybe example that you might feel i mean it's something that or again it might be something that someone finds out later in their life there's just a lot of different things that come up when we talk about purpose but I do believe that as long as you're looking for something in your life that means a great deal of value to you, then I think you're definitely, I don't think it's your purpose per se, but I think you definitely are on your path to finding what feels like your North Star. But why? Why what? Why? Not why, but how does identifying a purpose guide you in life? I can only speak for myself when I say that my North Star, like I have a, I have a myriad of them. <laughs> but when I think about having a North Star, a North Star guides me because or by pretty much showing me like there's things that I want to do in my life 
and there's dreams and accomplishments that I that I'm looking at, but I also know that they can't happen within a day, and I know that they have their own time of happening as well, and to try to rush any progress that I need to make towards those goals, I I don't know. I just I know that in having dreams for myself and knowing that one day I could achieve it depending on how much work I put into it I think that kind of makes having a North Star worth it in the end I guess so so to speak like it makes it so that when I'm putting in all of this work I know that there's a there is a um a TED talker who um I took a quote out of that really kind of got me going when it, when it came to like finding my purpose and whatever have you. Um, she said, preparation when met with opportunity creates success. And I've I, heard of that before. Yes. And mm-hmm. I really like that ideology a lot because it is kind of true. And I know I've seen it happen for myself, which is why I'm also like more inclined to believe it. And I know that my bigger dreams are going to take a little bit longer to (laughs) come to fruition. And I'm at that point now in my life where I'm fine with that because when I was younger, something that would happen when it came to having a North star or finding a purpose is um, that I wanted that purpose to be my reality like tomorrow. And that kind of ruined the journey of it all because I'm putting myself on a pedestal that I shouldn't be putting myself over. And I'm trying to put myself in this position where I'm trying to quote unquote manifest everything in my life around the same time. It, it, it just, it just doesn't work that way. Your goals and your dreams will come true at some point in a given time. And I think having a North star really has been great for me because it gives me an opportunity to learn. And that's the thing. I think knowledge and learning and everything of that nature is the key success to growing or not growing, but just key to success rather. It's the keys to success. And um, I'm trying to, in my current life right now, take all the time that I need because you know me, I've talked to you personally about my dreams and I have a myriad of them. <laughs> I don't recall a minute of those conversations. Ooh. You're not going to implicate me in any crimes. <laughs> I get with you, but no, I, I don't uh, know what you're plotting or planning. <laughs> not me. Not no, me. But, but yeah, I kind of just don't, I don't mind it. I not mind it. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I just, I don't think you, I don't think it's bad that you, you describe the thing that guides you as your purpose. I don't think that's I, for me, you, what you're saying is a purpose for you or having a sense of purpose for you with a specific goal is a motivation. For me, it's not productive because I consider it more of a distraction, mainly because I do have goals in my life, everybody. Okay. Let's, let's be very clear. Even though it seems like my only aspiration is to be a menace like I I truly do have things that I want to do that are good for for others I I think a purpose is distracting only because you don't know what your dreams look like in process like you don't know what that experience looks like you only know what you think you know about what that would be and I kind of I kind of want to bounce off of that because that Remember how I was saying earlier for me, as a young person in my mm-hmm. early 20s, I had a lot of like what I felt were my purpose. But mm-hmm. like you said, like having that can be a distraction because it kind of, for me, I kept hyper focusing on the end result. Yeah. And never focusing on the journey to get me to that point. Mm-hmm. And I could see what you're saying now about how that could be a distraction because for me it was. And also yeah. not for nothing too, um, when, I, when I had the rug pulled from under me in my life, the thing that had me going wasn't my goals and aspirations at the time, it was the people that was around me that was helping me. 
and loving me and supporting me. So I think I can, yeah, yeah, I can agree with how that can be seen as a distraction because like you getting lost or not you specifically, but getting lost in your dreams or whatever have you, I mean, you can still dream and you can still make plans and goals and things of that nature. But if you get so caught up with it that you make it your, your entire personality trait, that's where we run into some issues. Yeah. In ethics, we talk a lot about people having projects, like life projects that you dedicate yourself to and your time to and things of that nature. And I think I agree more with that outlet instead of having this one capital P purpose that my sites are set on because it doesn't feel grounding for me. And I think for you, you're describing, it sounds like a process that really helps you, helps you recalibrate where you are in that journey because your purpose is basically the bigger picture. And it is when you're thinking about the big, yeah, when you're thinking about the bigger picture, you refer to this thing that's called your purpose and that helps clarify what you're working towards and also contextualize contextualizes and situates where you are right now to where you're going. And for me, as someone who's a little bit more so formulaic at times, especially when I'm trying to get through these, because getting to your goals, especially when you have lofty goals, requires a lot of like complex problem solving. Because it's not just a, I want to get to point A, from point A to point B. It's, I want to get to a point from point A to point B, but then I have like these many steps in between that are really complicated. So on my route to the career that I want, I have to go through this PhD process. And it's a process that has a lot of huge elements to it each few months these different benchmarks that you have to get into and these sub goals, part of your main goal and all these other things. And like you were describing about when you were earlier and also not earlier, younger, but also me when I was younger and just having, I never really had my sights set on anything specific other than like a, a sense of what I want to do. And I always really kept that open-ended I had specific talking points that I would give to people when I was sharing with them what I wanted to do and I have reverse commitment issues like I commit to things very early on very passionately and I'm like yeah I'm gonna do it bam and that's just what it is and because if I felt called to it so-called or if I just felt drawn to it and felt a connection to it then I was I in my opinion it had to be something worth exploring because I don't feel that way about a lot of stuff. So having that sense of this is for me, this isn't for me, this is for me, this isn't for me, that I was able to process pretty quickly and easily didn't feel, it's not that they didn't feel significant. I just can't distinguish between this specific career goal at one point being my purpose and then now because I still feel the same intensity towards what it is even though it's not the same exact thing I thought I was going to go get my PhD in political science I didn't but my goal to be someone who crafts policy that's going to be inclusive informative restorative just etc didn't require that specific thing to happen it does require for me to get a specific type of com- communi- uh, communication, excuse me, a specific type of education, a holistic education outside, inside and outside of the institution that is academia. And it, that doesn't necessarily specifically require me to be a political scientist. But it does require me to be a good scholar. And being a good scholar does require me to do a lot of other things beyond reading and writing. Do you see what I mean? And But I know like for me, if I was thinking about that purpose specifically, I try to map out each element and try to do all those things exactly and perfectly, which I probably would have been able to do because I'm capable of it. But I wouldn't have had the experiences that came with me just like flopping around doing things that seemed like they made sense than if I tried to be more regimented with my life. I hope that made sense. Y'all are listening. So good luck. I'm screaming. 
you know when I don't do this, but you know when you get like a bullet journal or a brand new notebook or whatever, or you find a new way to take notes that's really pretty and really aesthetic pleasing, and you can make all the squares and stuff, and you spend so much time and energy ma- putting all that stuff together that you don't actually put the content in. That's my concern about having a purpose is that I'll have this very decorated, beautiful thing to look at. And the substance is just not going to be there because I spent the 50, 60 minutes making sure my ruler was making all the lines straight and everything. And I'm picking the right colors and doing the right kind of calligraphy. The things I could have been reflecting on just don't happen as they should, or but because I put all that time in trying to make everything pretty and straight and all that other stuff, is that deviating from it feels like a waste instead of a new adventure that I could look forward to. I agree. And I think if you have the right head on your shoulders, you can learn that, because for me, I've, I'm someone who've obviously done bullet journaling and um, I've made it before and it served its purpose to me, but I did spend a lot of time de- decorating. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to come for you and your people and your culture. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Oh, I, to ADHDers. I'm so sorry. I dragged y'all. Y'all be easy. Uh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Not this. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> Never that. The bullet no. journaling community i didn't mean any offense (laughs) okay but no i see what you're saying because like you know what you know what's funny to me is i think about i mean everyone's quote-unquote purpose and their north star is different than the next person's which is perfectly fine but i always have to look at how for example there are girls that I went to high school with that had an itinerary of when their lives were going to go the way they were going to go. Like they would go to college, graduate around like 22, 23, somewhere around there, um, get engaged by their 24th year or something like that. And then um, plan and have a wedding for their 25th. And then by the 27th or the 28th year of their lives, they have a kid and their own home and all that good stuff. And I'm not saying that those things are bad to have as goals. If that's your dream, that's your dream. But I also have to say that in having a purpose, you have to understand that sometimes things can be malleable and adjustable and changeable. So when I see people trying to really force their timeline or try to like rush something of their timeline, it kind of, that's an example of what I could see you talking about when you say that sometimes our um, goals can be distracting because it's keeping us from living the life that we need to live to be present with the people that we are with in that moment or what we want to do with ourselves in that moment. It can be very it can forcibly keep you from being in the present moment. This is the thing. I have never been one to tell a grown woman what to do. And that includes my future self, right? So these are the goals that I have for myself right now. 28 year old me, that's her business. What she wants to do with her life is her business. And me going out of my way to, tell her what to do basically in my opinion is not okay I'm not gonna go as far as I'm not respecting her boundaries I know she is me and I am she right but the life that she's lived at that point is one I just don't know yet and to try to set all that up for someone whose desires I don't know whose aspirations I don't know yet to me is not productive. <laughs> it's not worth that when I can focus on what 25 year old me wants because I still don't know what I want to eat day to day. Why am I telling me five years from now what they're going to do? What I would like to see for myself five years from now 
is a completely different question for me than what I plan to do at that point. Because I don't know. And I think it's not fair to have people know. And I think our lives, we grow up with people asking us what we want to be when we grow up. And when a kid says happy, right? Everyone's just like, no, what do you actually want to be? And they're always talking about a career or whatever. But it's it's a ridiculous question. I don't know who, I don't know who I'm going to be when I grow up. I don't know what experiences and what people are going to shape me by then. I just be here. Be happy, quote unquote. Well, we all I talked about this before. Happiness isn't a goal of mine. Yes, trauma. Okay. We understand. But still, those types of things, I just don't, like I said before, twice already, I don't see them as productive questions for me in trying to actualize the things that I want to do. Because for the things that I want to do, I know I'm going to do them. I don't really care what it takes. I'm going to, I'm going to do it period. Cause that's just who I am. And I'm not saying I'm not like other girls. I'm just saying this girl right here is going to do what she needs to do to get what she wants to get in her life. And that's just what it's going to be. And that's going to be me at any point in time. If I can help it, you know, I know because I do have a question for you and for your kind. <laughs> I, I would say, how do you know when you found your purpose? Because for people like me who are just like, no, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to think it through. What about you? When, when are you just like, mm-hmm. of all the things I could, I could be a professional clown. I could be an accountant. I could search for Bigfoot. Out of those, like you have all those possibilities in life. And you're like, no, this is the thing. T-H-E-E. How did that happen? I, okay, I'm going to go off the record and say that I don't think I've found the purpose yet. I've had, I think I have, several things I want to accomplish in my life. And now I'm understanding what you're saying when you say like, when you give the analogy of like having a bullet journal that you're designing, but you're never actually writing off everything. I can understand that now because like, for me, I think, I know, actually not I think, I know. I know that my purpose in this life is to entertain. And I know that because everything that has given me love, then the, okay, I've never been in a relationship, okay? So let's start there. But <laughs> I know what love looks like in the form of what I do for a living or what I do for work or whatever have you, because that's the kind of currency I live off of when it comes to finding my purpose. I have always loved making people laugh. I've always loved making people feel entertained and calm down and relaxed and the ability to help soothe someone when through through the power of humor and and whatever have you i've i've always known my north star is to entertain or my purpose is to entertain um i have many different ways of going about it but i haven't found the one way that i think will be what gets me there. And I think that that's fine because for so long, um, the person I used to be really was very, and, and it's beautiful that you point this out too, that you know that the person that you are could change later down the road and the wants and the desires can change even in just the next couple of years. Cause that's not that far away from now, but you, the analogy that you gave, but it's like long enough time for someone's mind to have changed about something. And you have to give yourself the opportunity to be able to have the freedom to decide. But to answer your question, I have just known in the little things that I did in my childhood, like the fact that I wanted to set up an entire theater production when it was just me, my cousin, and my sister (laughs) to, to entertain our family with, like as a little kid or like wanting to do like the theatrical stuff in school and being able to do that and being able to find drag and 
you know, I, I have vehicles that'll get me to wherever, whatever that goal looks like is there for me. And I'm really happy about that. But I'm also like, if there's anything that's happened these last couple of years, it's the thing that everyone is guaranteed to have in this life, which is change. I've had so much change in just in my 20s. So I could, like my teens were, they were, like my teens in my first 10 years were obviously like, sure, we can say that there's a change there. But like the changes that I've gone through in my 20s have forcibly taught me how to not fixate on the end result now and be hopeful for what could be, let's say 10 years from now. But I think I've had to learn how to find beauty in um, not having it all figured out yet. I have another question. It's one of the scary ones. And I think because I'm someone who's just like, eh, it's not worth finding a purpose. I can avoid all these scary questions. So maybe I'm just, maybe I believe everything you believe and I'm just like, not as scary. So I'm going to do something else. So I have a, I have a, I'm not saying it's controversial. I'm just saying it might be a little unsettling. A lot of the time when we talk about purpose or conversations around purpose, usually a lot of younger people who perceive themselves as having way more life to live to be able to achieve these goals and dreams that we want, right? At least in my experience, that might not be universal for everyone. My question to you as someone who believes in having a purpose, do you believe a purpose ever expires? And if so, what, how would that be the case? I don't think, for the sake of saying, like using the word expired, sure. Like, do- <clears throat> The do plot things, thickens. Do things have limits? Yes. But doesn't mean that it's not going to be there in a year or so. I do believe that there are certain times for certain things. And so- Again, it has to be all about that mentality of opportunity with with preparation equals success. So if for some reason you can't be prepared, but an opportunity flies by, you have to be okay with knowing you only have what you have and that you can trust that later down the road, you'll have the opportunity to have the opportunity to meet with preparation for you. You know, um, I do believe in purpose, but I also do believe in not fighting <laughs> what the universe has to offer you. Because for example, right, I've wanted to be an esthetician for about two years now, two, three years. And I have not, I've thought that my life was gonna be in a salon working on clients things like that. That hasn't happened for me. <laughs> Every door that I tried to open closed on me. And if I did find a door that opened, I still found a way to make that door shut. <laughs> so I feel like if I'm taking anything, if there is anything that I could take out of this, this um, example, it's that I will be an esthetician in time. It's just not now. And it might not be in the way that I think it is. I still have plans and I still have goals for what that looks like for me. But maybe for now, it's okay to not have it for this time being because there might be another purpose or something that I need to do that needs to be, you know, poured more into, poured more focus into. So um, I'm glad that I have a myriad of things that I want to do with my life because if I didn't just have the one thing I think that would be a little actually it's funny I did at one point at one point I did have the one thing and it was drag and when I learned that I could have other dreams after that that was when I was like wait the game has changed <laughs> just when you thought you were going to be a this kind of thing you have other avenues and other opportunities for other things. So when 
spiritual woo-woo people say, you know, there's abundance in life. I, mean, I see what they mean when they say that, when they say that if something doesn't work out for you in this moment in time, it doesn't mean that it won't happen again for you later, while also letting you have the floor to find something that is good for you, that might actually give you something that you need to know for something else, you know? And that's why I'm being open and honest to everything happening for me because um, I choose to believe that the world is abundant if you allow yourself to receive abundance. But that's just me though. Yeah, I think that's a great outlook to have in life. Generally, it's a very positive one. I can't help but be weighed down by the thought that there are going to be millions, billions of people out there who aren't going to be able to fulfill their quote unquote purpose. Yeah. And that's kind of a scary thought too. Cause like when it comes to it, that's probably why I don't believe in it because I'm just like, you're not entitled to much in this life, but I do think if a purpose is a key part of having a good life, then you should be entitled to that. And the thought, that so many people won't be able to get it. They just won't. It's hard. It's difficult to think about and it's difficult to accept, which is why I choose to just believe that you can make meaning out of your life regardless of what you have around you because everyone should be able to feel good about who they are, where they are in their life, even withstanding all the things that stack up against them, all the systems that are made to destroy them from the inside out, that there should be parts about life that you're connected to and that give you a sense of meaning, of value, of care, of purpose, so to say, without there having to be that one thing that your life culminates to. And I, I do, hearing the way that you're phrasing everything does make it sound like a great thing to have. I think my feelings about the subject aren't necessarily going to change, but I can see the different perspectives that are brought to you. And I do appreciate you sharing and illuminating that side. So my question is, what if your purpose is being a hater? Because you're talking about love and logic. <laughs> so is it the love of being a hater? Honestly, if it gives us another stream, by all means. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just trying to find out for everyone involved in this discussion <laughs> what they need to do to apply the lessons that you're imparting onto the public. I, you know, I'm going to let you believe what you believe and I'm going to believe what I'm going to believe. And together we will fulfill our joint purpose of continuing this show. Do you see? Amen. Say it. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> that's, it's, what, it's what it is. It yeah. is what it is. I have one more. I wanted to be slightly controversial with this one because I just feel like the drama is what, keep people, what keeps people here. I could be wrong. For someone who is a scrub, is that their purpose? You know, you're asking the greatest questions of all. <laughs> is there a purpose to be a scrub? Um, yeah. Is it, is, is it being a scammer a purpose? <laughs> I mean, I think all those things are not good. <laughs> oh. So... And they don't operate from a place of love either. They operate from a place of fear. It's a, it's, it could be a place of like self-love and preservation. Don't try to undermine their experience. <laughs> Let's be fair. <laughs> Maybe be so. Fair. Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, only See, this is for everybody in the world that you're designing. There's room for everybody. Isn't that what Gia Gunn said? Oh, there's room for Everybody, well, she's being fat phobic at the time, so I'm not going to even <laughs> try to breathe too much air into that quote. But <laughs> Hazel said, In my world, everyone has a purpose. And if they use 
light love and just a few installments of 1999 they will reach it it's true it's true you too <laughs> you too will be spiritually enlightened you're gonna look into the look at me you too can get this way all right so my question to you and this is a question for the both of us so i'm asking you first what's the purpose of this podcast there are too many podcasts out there some might say um, i'm some i say it and you know what our show could be among them but i don't care because we're here what is the purpose of this show what are we doing we're just sharing our life experiences and how that ties us to not just one, one another and connects us as a people but it also is something that can be showcased for other people like i don't know like it, a lot of people that listen to podcasts I mean, I know I do because I, my friend Robin, uh, she introduced me to the gift of podcasting because um, I never listened to podcasts on my own, but she would listen to them on her, on our way to the gig or we would be playing it. And while we got our makeup done, it was just so cute. That we I got did. distracted when you said my friend Robin, like I'm not friends with Robin. So is this Robin's subtle way of telling me that she doesn't want to speak to me anymore? you're so stupid that's not what that is <laughs> i just i i don't think i can continue this conversation because i'm emotional i'm hurt <laughs> you're so stupid. No. i didn't i didn't think breakups could happen this way you're so stupid. i think that our purpose is to and entertain and educate period because <laughs> who's entertained and who's educated Entertain and educate. I'm, I'm just kidding. Period. That's what I'm we're definitely doing. the and. Oh yeah, fully. You're the you're the entertain, and you're educate. I'm just the and in the middle. What about the mint? <laughs> <laughs> entertain. <laughs> sure. So you're. You the know, mint. I would. What did you just call me on this day? <laughs> anyway, do we have any um, be our guest questions or no? That's I can't even tell you the purpose of our show. You know what? Maybe I have no purpose here. I'm here until Hazel decides that there's someone worth listening to. No, literally. Show. No, I was just going to get to the point where pretty much being able to listen to these podcasts gives you opportunity for more insight while also laughing and giggling because one thing about me and you we get we get smart but we get cute at the same time <laughs> we are hilarious i like to think and if no one else thinks that way then you can keep that to yourself don't even put that into the ether it's not a thought that's allowed to happen <laughs> now i think the the purpose of this show even though i am someone who as i would like to describe anti-purpose I think that this show functions as a space for us to connect and to prompt ourselves in ways we normally won't. I think the flow of a conversation in a podcast where, where it does mirror some of the ways we might speak casually when we're not being recorded, sitting down with your mind focused on the singular task at hand which is this conversation, not that it's unique because you can just have a sit with someone and have a conversation, but having it in a way where you're recognizing that it is for other people and trying to make your perspectives and your opinions really clear as a communicator is just a unique spot in my opinion. And I think the purpose of our show is to put our relationship in that simulation and share our perspectives with others because I know a lot for me growing up I felt not that no one thought like me I don't think I was that necessarily unique or special but I didn't think that my opinions and thoughts really shaped the world in the way that I was able to see it for other people hence why the show is called tea and thoughts we should be gossiping a little bit more though okay we can't say tea and thoughts and just like, oh, here are deep reflections from our life. I couldn't agree more. 
Maybe Valencia. Let's talk about those shoes you had on the other day. Whoa. <laughs> First of all, I haven't seen you from like neck down in a year and a half. So I can't even tell you what shoes you had on the other day. But yeah. Oh, does that mean we're going to be messier? We're just going to be another form of entertaining. Do I even want to entertain? You know what? I'm I'm actually going to think a little bit more on the purpose of this show. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like no. I don't want to be handing out free joy. Well, thank you, friend, for that scintillating conversation. We're going to move to our final segment, which I am growing to like a lot. Be <laughs> our guest, where we take questions from you and give answers maybe so what's the first question so and the first question is are you a lesbian i don't see how that's any of your business next question <laughs> and is it fashion if it's on me always if it's on me especially always no <laughs> <laughs> but if it's on you if it's color, <laughs> it might be. Oh my gosh, please. Now, fashion's what you think it is. Okay. So, fashion it's is what fun. you make it. So, let's make it rock. Actually, I, that's a lie. That's what they say in school to make everybody feel good. No, it's not true. Fashion is interesting and thought provoking. And sometimes it's beautiful. But already, that brings us to the end of our episode. And if you like us, you can follow us at T E A T H O U G H T S pod P O D. That's T Thoughts Pod. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, the like. You know what it means. And um. And. If- the follow button's broken you just have to go through uh venmo first and if you (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong okay some of us have bill space you know what it's a venmo troubleshoot so if you put it if you submit i think minimum quantity is five which is it sounds like dollars but it's dollars and dollars just means like (laughs) processing speed so if you submit five dollars <laughs> then it'll process your th- and the more dollars the faster it processes for your follow to go through and that's gonna help yeah it's, it's an internet thing it just it gets stuck sometimes I just no comment and that's the end of that I I think Hazel's rethinking the uh, purpose of the show as we speak yeah how'd you know you know, bye. <laughs>